0: Question. My life clock.
1: Retrogram complete. Proceed 03303. But...
0: but am I still Red Six? But I had four more years. I will get them back, won't I? You will take the object Ankh with you for identification. Question. Do I get my four years back?
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are following up on a recent request that we got to do Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Which is a book by William F. Nolan and... What is the other guy's name? George Clayton Johnson. Thank you. Colin is holding up the book. Uh, the book was written in 1967 yep. and then was subsequently adapted into a film that came out in 1976, starring Michael York and Jenny Agater. And then it was also subsequently adapted to television. And uh, those are the three bits of media that we're going to talk about this time.
2: Right. The television series came out the next year, right. 1977 and 1978, mm-hmm. ran for 14 episodes a and single season. Stopped. Yes. <laughs> no, that's less than a, that's less. That's a half series. Oh, okay. That's
1: a half a episode half a season rather. No, these days that's like a mid-season replacement show. But. Yes. So, um I, I thanks go out of course to Stephen Ernest Lindelbauer who has been sending us comments and emails and that kind of stuff. Um he was the one who requested that we move Logan's run up the queue. It is one that we've had in the queue for a long time i mean kind of in the initial conception of the podcast when it, we were going to be doing right 70s cheesy stuff logan's run was prominently in there <laughs> yes but uh
0: why we'll did we delay thumped. this one i
1: think you have the insight into why why we delayed it
2: uh i actually managed to pick up the book when it was on sale at barnes and noble when we were in albuquerque new mexico of all places a few a, years ago a few years ago yeah. and uh read it and was uh a little put off <laughs> by the by the amount of uh, sexuality and things going on in the book.
1: Right. That was the reason we delayed it? Mm. I thought we delayed it because there was an adaptation announced.
0: Well, there has been that. There yeah, I was been... going to say, I thought, I thought you had mentioned there was going to be a, a movie that essentially sounds like it got stuck in production hell.
2: Yeah. For like the last five years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, we've been doing this for five years. Five years yeah. <laughs> And why do it twice if you can do it
1: just once? So you're saying it's our fault. (laughs) Possibly. It might have come out by now if they didn't know that we would cover it. (laughs) You think that's the death knell for a movie? (laughs) I believe so. I mean, robo Apocalypse hasn't happened either. So just saying. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah. So we'll talk a bit about, uh, Stephen actually sent us some of his thoughts. And so uh, we'll talk about some of those as we go along here. Um, Previous history with Logan's run. Sounds like you read it a few years ago. I read it several years ago, and I
2: saw uh, a KPTV Channel 12 <laughs> version of this, right. which was remarkably different yes. from the entire uncut movie and the book yes. in many different ways.
0: Yes. Wow. Nice. And yeah, what about you, James? No experience with this. None of it. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No. So, yeah, this is when I remember seeing. I, I mean, like, when I, when I thought I first watched the movie, I definitely recognized parts of it. Mm-hmm. It's possible... I don't think it would have been from the TV series. So I think I must have caught a little bit of it at some point. And then kind of when I was watching, you know, classic science fiction movies, it was one of the ones that I watched. And I had – this is one of those books that I think I got from uh, Books by Rail Library that used oh, to be wow. at the Third Avenue Mac Station and read it and thought, oh, that's an interesting – you know, because there's there's enough differences in there. And, and that was before we – I think it was before we started doing the podcast. Um And so I, I hadn't developed all my – ideas about what adaptation should look like so i remember at the time thinking that's weird uh but i thought they were both weird so that part at least was consistent
2: yeah they they have their own degree of weirdness even though um as i was thinking about how to talk about this tonight i found it really hard to keep all three distinct in my head because they're actually very similar to one another in a lot of ways
0: yeah the series is very similar to the movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> you mean because there's like, actual know, the scenes lifted?
2: And, uh... <laughs> Maybe because they stole footage from the movie?
0: Well, still,
1: I'm guessing the production company was, was used in both places. Right. You know, for yeah. the movie and for the television series. Mm-hmm. But it sounds yeah. like you, you definitely saw the movie at some point before you read it. Oh, decades. Okay. Before. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this book then. Or, or, I guess the story. The right? story. Right. Um, what is the story, the story, James?
0: All right. Well. So the story. Let's see. We're in a uh, post apocalyptic world. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Good enough. Apoplectic a post apoplectic world. Apoplectic world. <laughs> uh let's see, all the uh hm all the old people are supposedly dead, uh, and nobody lives past a certain age, and they're still considered young. Right. <laughs> Mm, and there's a a you know, subset of people that don't want don't like that kind of society and try and leave or run, run. And so they're known as runners. And uh, I guess that's about it. And there's Sandman who hunt yeah. them. Like I yeah, I guess he has consistent. And there's that. a Sandman named Logan. Right. And so so when you die, you go, you go into the deep sleep. I think that's pretty consistent. Or you yes, sleep. Well. No, they still call it sleep in the movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 They yeah. still eventually get around to calling it sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the Sandman work for Deep Sleep. Right. DS, right? Yeah. I, and do they ever actually say it or there's always just DS? In the I series, they, they meant definitely deep sleep. Yeah. In but, the series, they definitely did yeah. say deep
1: sleep. Okay. Um, at least in the opening narration. Yeah. I yeah. don't think they did in the movie. No.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, you have Sandman that chased the runners and try and capture or kill them. No, right. kill them, I think, right? Yes. Not capture. Just yep. Just kill. Because usually the runner, and interestingly, the runners are typically all with their black flowers already or flashing. Yeah. So they don't try and run before that. Right. Nobody plans ahead. <laughs> nobody plans ahead. They're too young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, right? Valid the point, in my yeah. opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've been talking about retirement planning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, yeah. Uh, that is the story. Uh, now we will move into
2: talking about the book. The book. So yeah, there's a lot to be similar between all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one thing that's particularly different about the book is that Logan realizes that his time is coming. And in, in the book, you you have to um, renew or or ter- self terminate, right? Self terminate at age twenty one.
0: And there's, there's no like, there's no mention of renewing in the book though. No, it's all just no termination. It's yeah yeah,
1: yeah. but it's a pleasant experience, right? You go into the sleep centers and.
0: Yeah, and they just yeah, and they yeah, put you down. It's not a painful sleep right? You know, termination. Yeah, and and there yeah.
2: really wasn't a a war. Uh, there wasn't a nuclear war, which is a component of both right. the movie and the television series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't say nuclear war. No, you didn't. You didn't. But uh, <laughs> one, one of or the first nuclear. things that I think of when I think of post-apocalyptic <laughs>
1: is that there's a nuclear war. So. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know he's doing it, Kathy. It's okay. Nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> cottage grove you can take the boy out of cottage grove but you can't take cottage grove out of the boy (laughs) yes um one one interesting tidbit is this book was written in a big hurry so so the story goes is that william f nolan and the other guy with the three names uh george George something johnson judge george clayton johnson there it is colin has showed me the cover again um (laughs) like like huddled up in in like the i think like at a hotel or something and and pounded this thing out in like three weeks
0: Wow! And he, and he was huddled up with George's Johnson and panted it out. <laughs> Thank for you, three James. For three weeks. Is that like the other man making him feel like a man?
1: I, I think so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're pounding out a book for more than three weeks, see your doctor. So yeah, sounds um, a bit rough. And and they they kind of were. <laughs> you never let up. <laughs> That's what she said. You just keep you just keep pitching him and he just keeps hitting them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, uh they, they were writing a book to get adapted to a film. Really, that was that was the intent behind really? it. Yeah. Well, it worked. Oh, that, yeah, that's at least the, from what I could tell in, huh. in researching it. Um, then, how did they do such a terrible job at adapting? But we'll get to that. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it went through some script revisions, right? And yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of that. I'm trying to see if steven said anything about the book here. let me See, oh. well,
2: yeah, hey, well, while you're reading, I'll, I'll blather on some more. Okay. As as Logan comes toward the end of his twenty one years, he wants to do something significant, and what he decides he's going to do is he's going to go find sanctuary and destroy it. Right, and so uh, he uh, finds uh, he ends up killing a runner. And finding where the runner was supposed to meet somebody, and that's how he meets Jessica Six, who thinks that he is a, another person who has gone through one of the plastic surgery shops. Right. So that he looks like a sandman now, mm-hmm. because no one would ever find them. And so then, you know, <laughs> uh, Logan's job is to keep this girl alive so that she can take him to sanctuary. And as they progress through the book, they become more attached, and he begins to doubt more and more about what, what has happened to them uh, in the city, except it's not a city. it's It's actually the entire planet.
1: Right. Yeah, the idea of the domes and that kind of stuff are unique to the visual medium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then eventually
2: they they find Sanctuary. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So I was, um, I, I can't remember if I was talking to Elaine about this, but um, there there are times where you and I use the same words, but mean different things. And um, <laughs> because you, when you were talking about, you had just read the book and I hadn't read it yet. You're like, man, I didn't remember all the explicit sexuality in it or, or something, you know, the, the yeah. massive amounts of, of sexual content in it. And I was like halfway through the book at that point And I thought, oh, is it is it backloaded? You know, is is there more of that in the, in the latter half? Oh no, no, there's a lot, a lot all through it, and I, I realize that when you say explicit sexuality, you mean that sexuality is mentioned, essentially that people had sex. Um, So, like two people. Going into the bedroom and shutting the door, dot, dot, dot. I mean, that would be elliptical sex, right? That's but, elliptical sex. Um, <laughs> yes. But, uh, I, for me, like, explicit sexuality in a book means specific body parts being named and the things that they're doing. Um, otherwise it's not explicit. Like, like, uh, the Naked Gun Two and a Half scene where everybody's asleep <laughs> and they give them the CD novel to read. Have you not seen the Naked Gun Two and a Half? I'm gonna no. add that. I'm gonna add that to the list. And he says, "You know, their bodies writhing in sensual pleasure as he thrust his purple-headed warrior into her quivering mound of love pudding."
0: Oy vey. that's awful.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, no. In this yeah. case, there is
1: just there's a whole lot of it. I mean, right.
2: Logan's feeling down, and so he goes to the, the sex shop and, right. and picks up one, and that doesn't work. And
0: so he goes to another one, and that doesn't work either, mm-hmm. and. And then I then, they about that. Yeah. And then they go peeping. Yeah. Then they go peeping. You said explicit sexuality. I'm like, there was. Yeah. I thought maybe yeah. I just got numb to it now at this point. But
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then they they meet up with the group of kids after the Cubs, the ones that are riding the um sticks, the, the sticks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he and has to sleep sticks. with seven of them right. in series right. right, so that they can leave. Yes. And it describes how things
0: yeah. get more and more painful. <laughs> yes. Hey. It's like painful, more painful, less painful, more painful. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, after they treat him with ever love or something. Right. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, you should talk to your doctor if, if that kind of thing <laughs> yes. happens. Um, but the peeping thing was funny because because this is, um, you know, certainly in modern times where we're more aware about consent issues, you know, there, there's – yes, there's people who have come to this house of ill repute, which isn't even ill repute because – that's what it's there for. There's and really no morals in. The, in no, the there's. Book. Yeah, it's completely amoral about it. Um, but then to go peeping on people and take photos of them, in flagrante delicto, there's a big consent issue there.
2: Right? Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, they're, they're breaking the law and they're they're enjoying it.
1: Right. But what do you expect from runners?
2: Yeah, how is they that, even how how is that
0: against the law at this point?
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, but but okay. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody everybody's entitled to their privacy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I think it does kind of remind me, it did kind of remind me of Brave New World in that respect a little bit, where they live yeah. kind of purely for pleasure and just to get kind of the most they can out of 21 years of life.
1: Yeah, so this is this is the difference that we didn't talk about, is that in the book, the life clock that they have uh, runs out at 21. Mm-hmm. 21 is when they report to the sleep centers right. to be put down, which isn't... Very long, <laughs> especially when right. when uh, Colin and I are looking at it from from the high side of 40. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: two and a half times 21. Yeah.
1: Um, whereas James is still coming up on coming up two on times that. 21. Yeah. And uh, the other kind of – to me, reading the book, the idea that you're an adult at 14, right? So at 14, they're clearly mm-hmm. interacting and uh, engaging people as right. – uh, Brave new engaging. world would say Lo- lots of sexy times. Or now, en- your pneumatics. your wife is in women's health, and and I know that um, uh, sexy times at fourteen are far from unheard of these days, um, or even you know back in our days or those days. There there was a girl at my school who got pregnant at fourteen, so not like it doesn't happen, but right. But it's in the book; it's sanctioned and expected.
2: Yeah, because after that, you only got seven years.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what do we think of the book?
2: And this is your this is a reread for you. Uh, yeah, because I read it when we got the book uh, when we were in, in uh, Albuquerque. And so this is a reread. Um, so, I mean, some of the concepts, the science fiction in it is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the world building. Uh, I, was, I was tempted to continue reading in the series because there are two sequels that come after this. Right?
0: Um, oh, really? Yeah.
2: So uh, after oh. the end, they, they hop on a spaceship and they right. go to Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And Sanctuary is an abandoned Mars space station. Yeah. And so there's a story which comes out of the space station. And right. then there's a story in a parallel universe. Oh, wild. So, oh, wow. you know, from a science fiction <laughs> standpoint, it's it's got a lot of the stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really unusual uh, post-apocalyptic situation. It's mm-hmm. more of a dystopia. Yeah. Because, uh, like right. I said, there hasn't really been a nuclear war which destroyed everything. It's just that there was this nuclear yeah, there war, we go <laughs> which destroys everything I'm gonna give them a
1: complex yeah it's just, just you know, peaked your, they called it uh, the little war order. because it was an uprising of the youth who
2: then took over society
1: right. yes and that that was interesting world building right the the, the, little, the little war they called it yeah. chain cheney moon was the the leader of that who said everybody should be dying at 21 that way you know yeah. we, we we solve the overpopulation crisis and you know he yeah, offed himself I, I, I and became a hero. The,
0: the history of the mm-hmm. uh, uprising of the new society, I guess. Was yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And so they also built – They the other part was they built computers to run their society. There really are no people in charge. Everything is run by computers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we learned going through the book is that the computers are starting to break down in certain areas. Yes. Which is how this sanctuary escape network works, by going to places that have lost computer access or computer control.
1: Right. Well, and there's even talk of – there's glitches that the – uh, de- the, the deep sleep people just don't talk about. It. You know, they just ignore the fact that yeah, there's there's power outages and, and stuff, right. Right. Because the machines are breaking down, and so there's there's a coming reckoning <laughs> that we don't get to in the book. But I'm curious if it's in the rest of the series. So you know, you should have you definitely should have uh, done that because when we did Colossus, I read that whole series. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> I think it's in the comics. Oh, interesting. That comic that you uh, sent us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the first one on Comicsology. Yeah, it's pretty brief. It's very brief, yeah. right? Right. But I, I ended up looking. So once you finish it, it gives you a list of like related content, and there's a mm. whole series of Logan's Run. comics there, that there, go There's more than the one day. series of
1: Logan's Run comics. Yeah, one of them was based on the film and the TV series, and the oh, other okay. is based back to the book, and that's I, the one I that's I think the this more is recent back one. to the book. Yeah,
0: and but there's no. But like, I guess where I'm getting at is there's a point in the in the comics where it, it takes over after the book. Oh, nice. It, it goes into like the fall of the robots and. Mm. All that. nice yeah and the, the, the machine down, crusade down the fall of the robots <laughs> right and how they, how they proceed after the robots huh.
2: <laughs> heather menzies thank you very much
1: <laughs> yes uh once i kind of knew that tidbit about them kind of writing it for adaptation it it made some sense of the fact that the the book is not i'm not going to call it episodic but they kind of go to one place and they do something and they overcome something and then they move on to another and they, they encounter something mm-hmm. else right and get past that and it's all very like Hmm. You could have taken a couple of those and expanded it into a longer book, sure. That I think would have been more interesting than this book. Yes, but the
0: there, book did read very, very quick. Yeah, it was like it was like <laughs>
1: let's just throw a few things at the wall and uh, and then we'll see what sticks in the movie. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they did, and only a couple of them actually stuck in the movie. Yes, um, um, yeah, I would have loved to see them try to adapt the nursery scene.
0: <laughs> that would have been interesting. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> um,
1: or or the you know the Civil War reenactment thing. Oh uh, yeah, that uh, at the national park. Yes, um, or the Rurapente scene from Star Trek for uh, Star Trek Six, I guess six. it is, yes. um, where they they end up in the Arctic or something.
0: Or oh yeah, 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 in a very yeah.
1: very right. cold place. Yep. The they prison esc- and then
0: yeah box.
1: Then they, yeah they enc- then they encounter Box who right. makes them pose for a sexy picture. Yeah, or not picture sculpture sculpture, sculpture and ice. Yeah. That yeah.
0: would have been, I guess now that you're talking about that, that would be right for an actual miniseries. Right. <laughs> yeah. Each of those bits could have been a, that would have been a good pilot up to getting low mm-hmm. and running. And then each of those bits would have been a pretty decent episode. Up no, on. no. If you're going to adapt
1: this to TV, you want him to run within like the first, what, seven, eight minutes? <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> establish him as a character first. <laughs>
2: well, I think we need to talk <laughs> about the progression of the characters in the plot <laughs> as we
1: go from book to Movie to TV series, yes, yeah. Because, like you mentioned in the book, he's not really looking to run. He's yeah. not really questioning. I was just say, anything, if, you, if you're
0: doing right. it right, they wouldn't have him running in the first episode. Of the period.
1: Right. Yeah. So he's not
0: running until like at least halfway through the book.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and at what point does he decide to be a runner? Does he? I mean, that's that's the the tension in the book. Is 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 he still not on Jessica's side or what? I think.
2: As he begins to see the failure in the system and as he becomes mm-hmm. more attached to Jessica, because um, at one point Jessica has to vouch for him mm-hmm. in front of Ballard yeah. to say, no, don't kill him. He's one of us mm-hmm. because Ballard. OK, now we're back in, in spoiler mode, right? Mm-hmm. Ballard, well, we're always false. Spoilers. Ballard is yeah. his best friend. Francis. So, yeah. yeah. So the man that they're trying to find that will take him to Sanctuary continues to go back into the world mm-hmm. of of Logan's of the, of the runners and the sleepers. To bring people out into sanctuary to into save the them. Yeah, in the machine world in the machine world, yeah, like the matrix mm. <laughs> and so he knows who Logan is because he this guy's been pursuing them the whole time mm-hmm. right, and so Jessica stands up for him and says, no, he's one of us now he's a runner, right, but was he by that point I don't think he was when she stood up for him I think I, she was I don't think I think he, he was either, but yeah, you think he escaped and went to sanctuary being like a sleeper agent still yeah oh no, 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 by the, by the time they went to sanctuary,
0: yeah, okay. I think it was after the point you're talking about, though, where he became a true runner. I don't think he was a true runner at that point yet. I think he was letting her defend him just to keep going. Yeah, just stay alive. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah. some. There's some failover, and it's there's you can't. I couldn't point. Or I don't even. I'm, I'm in fact, because I'm, I'm thinking back to it. And I don't know if there was. Do you do you have like a single point that you think he like a hard point where he became a runner? Or no, was, not really. Okay. All right. I, there, it's more gradual the book, than not, but we know by the end that he, I think he actually yeah is yeah a yeah. Runner. But
1: but that's that's the kind of thing where we've talked about it in the past. Where I feel like in an adaptation, mm-hmm. you can go either way on that. You can say he's a sleeper agent the whole way, or you can have right. him be a runner from the beginning. And we have you know a couple examples in the oh, adaptations. Yeah. And I feel like you know the the source material is there for you to do that because there's some ambiguity in the book of when mm-hmm. when he switched over. You're questioning it at, at up to a certain point, and I think I think maybe at different points each of us are like, "Oh yeah, he's he's on the level, he's a runner."
0: Okay, I guess the point is you're questioning it in the book and the right. movie. We'll get there. <laughs> I mean, the book is called
1: Logan's Run, so it kind of it yeah, puts the, the seed yeah. in there of yeah, he's really a runner, right? But at what point? Yeah, yeah, right. Further thoughts on
2: movie? Uh gosh, there, there's some details which I think are made kind of important in the book. The gun that the mm. that the um. Sandman.
1: The Sandman have, mm-hmm. has six kinds of shots. Right. I didn't write them all down. There's the Homer, the one that's like a net, Tangler. Tangler, Tangler. yeah, I wrote them down.
2: <laughs> Tangler, Nitro, Vapor, Ripper, Needler, and Homer. Nice. Yep. I thought the gun in the
1: books were way cool. Yeah, it was like a like the uh, Peacemaker or whatever they're called in Judge Dredd. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, yep, exactly. That's yeah. what everybody was, a Judge Dredd gun. Yeah, what yeah. are you
1: going to do? That was cool. Hot shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you had six shots, and after six,
1: you had to reload. Mm, right. And the the Homer, the idea is like if you if you point it at a it human a target, it's not going to be able to escape. Right? right.
0: Well, it was like a heat seeker, right?
2: Yeah, more or yeah. less. Yeah. And he I, ends up using each of the shots in innovative ways as he moves through the book mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And yeah, I don't know what else to talk about about the book. I didn't take a ton of notes.
1: No, I think to talk more about the book, we need to talk about. The movie, I, I did think it was interesting though that when they get captured by the stick writers, the the when the at the Mad Max portion of the, the book, <laughs> um, the I, I thought it was somewhat refreshing that the man got raped more or less. You know, the, women are always getting violated, and he was definitely violated. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, may, being forced to do what he did, and it was obviously painful as well. Um,
2: Although course, Jessica didn't
1: come out of that unscathed. No, she, she, she didn't. They had to carve a pound of flesh out of her. Oh,
2: that's right! I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so yeah, he used not a pound. No. Okay. Oh, right. So in there, there's a special martial art which all the uh, the Sandmen learn. Do you right. remember how it's spelled? I don't. It's, it was, uh, it looks like omnite. Omnite. Yeah. O m n i t e. Then I realize it's a it's a martial art, and so I wondered if it was supposed to be like more like omnite. Omnite. <laughs> omnite. It is all forms of martial arts. Right. Ambujitsu. <laughs> Ambujitsu.
0: I thought yeah. it was omnite. Didn't they say it was? No, it's never mentioned in the movie, and so you're left. to... No, I mean in the book, he t- he talks about how it's a, a um, it derives from several different martial art forms, yeah, like karate and which he totally screws up by the way. <laughs> I think in the book he said karate was from China. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, that like was before that. the war that all that stuff has been forgotten. Yeah,
1: I think he said Kung Fu was from Japan. Yeah. Or, or the, yeah, he, he definitely misplaced one of them. Uh-huh. No, yeah. cra- I think it was karate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I read that as Omnite.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did too. Times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a mineral. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Goddamn. So, yeah, he, he used uh, like a, a nerve attack against her to dull the pain. Yes. Yeah. So that he could slice her leg open. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, just to, for the record, I'm not pro rape. It's just you know I thought it was refreshing that for once the you know the man suffered. Refreshing. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, interesting choice. More balanced,
1: perhaps. <laughs> More balanced. Yes. Not not refreshing.
0: <laughs> it must be balanced nipples. So. <laughs> yes.
1: Anywho, so movie movie. So hmm. the, one of the topics that I want to talk about about the movie um, is the age. The age difference, right? 30 right. instead of 21. Yep. To, to me, like, it's an obvious thing to do just because if you're going to have a movie like this, which is rated PG, incidentally, <laughs> but has substantial amounts of nudity in it. it could and, you find
0: and, any young actors? And, and, well,
1: <laughs> it's not that you can't find young actors. It's right. just you can't have underage actors mm.
0: getting doing, naked. Doing that stuff. Yeah.
1: And, and so it's an obvious fix to just go, okay, well, right. how about we use actual adults for doing the adult parts of the movie? Mm. Um, so to, to me, like, I have no problem with that. However, there was an adapt- adaptation in the works a long time ago that was going to have Leonardo DiCaprio when he was much younger, and mm-hmm. they were going to they were going to do the twenty one thing. So, wow. you could still have you know people eighteen and over as your main stars.
2: Well, yeah, and, and you know people in their mid twenties could act like people in their eighteens. Yeah, yeah, their late teens. It happens all
1: the time. Sure, right. Yeah, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future, he was like twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <So, laughs> um Yeah, and and uh, the implication that the early teens are also doing sexy times yeah. things is a little oogie. So I approve of the the 30 age, even though of course uh, <laughs> Michael York and uh, whatever Jenny. the other guy's name was. and Yeah, no, the two guys, Francis and, and Logan, they were both over 30. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> With, well, and you should mention that his, oh, yeah. when we watched the movie, you mentioned that his friend ended up playing the vice president in The Hunt for Red October. Not the vice president. He was the, like the national security advisor. Right. Jeffrey Pelt. Um, The, uh, look, I'm a politician, so I'm a cheat and a liar. And when I'm not, Kissing babies. I'm still in the lollipops. <laughs> he died really young. He, yeah. he got he had brain cancer. Um, he, he was supposed to be in, um, I think he was supposed to be one of the main characters in The Fugitive. The, the doctor friend who ended up being the one who put out the hit on his wife. Uh-huh. Um, was supposed to be him, but he got sick. That That's when they discovered the brain cancer, and then he did not last long. Oh, wow. So he was in his, in his early 50s. Cancer sucks. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um...
2: Uh, It was directed by a guy by the name of Michael Anderson, Mm -hmm. who also directed The Martian Chronicles in 1980 Ah. and uh, the 1956 version Mm -hmm. of 1984, which is a mouthful (laughs) of numbers.
1: The 1956 (laughs) version of 1984? I did not know there was an adaptation that far back for 1984.
2: Until I started researching this, I didn't either. Wow. Yes. And it turns out he has a son who played Doc in the movie, who was in charge of the plastic surgery shop oh really oh wow yeah
1: <laughs> he was also over 30 i saw i saw oh, yeah. a video that talked about all the people over 30 in the movie
2: yeah the the movie won a ton of awards really yep uh it got a, a special achievement award from the academy awards in 77 it took the saturn awards in 1977 for best science fiction film best cinematography big breath big art direction best set direction best costumes best makeup and it was nominated for the Hugo and the Nebula. Hmm.
1: Wow! So yeah, this is this is one of those things where the movie is definitely better known than the book. Oh, without right, doubt. W- which is why you have you know vintage movie classics versions of the
2: right. of the book because <laughs>
1: they're like, hey, by the way, this book was turned into a movie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or so they, they turned turn that movie into a book. You can read it now. Sixty three percent on the tomato meter, sixty audi- seven percent audience. I feel like those are both pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, I'd say accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certified fresh, but, you know. It's not great. No. It's not The Martian. True. <laughs> Few movies are. Yes. <laughs> I do love the miniature work that they did. Oh, uh, the practical effects. Yeah. I mean, they're not great, but there's they're so, just something lovely about them, <laughs> you know? The, the big CG cityscapes from The Hunger Games or The Phantom Menace, you know, I I, I don't care about those, you know? Um, I, that I that? much prefer, like, practical stuff like uh, like in Lord of the Rings, you know, um, right. Gondor. Right you know, really, really where they actually have used some miniatures. Right. But, and the, of course, they digitized them as well and use them for other times. But I'm always going to favor the practical
2: side. Yeah, there were some good map paintings. There was a lot of good uh, miniature work, especially where they had like the, the pneumatic tubes running around.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they they had good, uh, you know, transitions between they'd, they'd show the, the cars going through the tubes and then they'd have people coming in and coming out of them in what looked like a mall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that, The term Sandman makes much more sense in the book because they work for the Department of Deep Sleep and the sleep centers, you know, so Sandman makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: I I don't understand why they changed all of that stuff. Well, so
1: part of it was the sleep centers were used more or less straight from the book Mm -hmm. in the movie for Soylent Green. Um, because in, in that one, you know, there's overpopulation and that kind of stuff. And one thing that you can do to, to help the planet is to go to these sleep centers and euthanize yourself. Oh, wow. And it's wow. a, you know, a beautiful, peaceful hmm. ending to your life. And, and so. So they didn't want to
0: go there out in this movie?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't remember what the, um, when Soylent Green came out, but it's, oh. it was around the same time. Uh, and so they didn't want to be derivative. Well. So they, they came up with something different. And the script definitely went through a few rewrites. Stephen, uh, put this tidbit in here that, uh, the carousel sequence, of course, was created just for the film, and um, Stephen and his friends had like a fanzine that they that they read. And, um, oh, really? Yeah, they had interviewed two two of his friends had interviewed the co author George Clayton Johnson. Oh, wow! And um, he he strongly objected to the masks in the carous- carousel scene. He felt like it would have been more, you know, to see people's faces um, would have been had more of a dramatic effect because then they're not dehumanized. Right. Right. But if you don't want – yeah. If you're the people in charge of
2: the carousel scene, mm-hmm. you, don't want, you don't want to show the people that are surviving that people might have lost their nerve.
1: Right. That's true. I mean, he makes a good point here, too, about the whole – all these people putting their faith in renewal, and yet no one, no one knows anyone who, who reported being renewed. I, right. guess, I guess it's basically <laughs> just you know reincarnation, reincarnation with a yeah. fancier name. Um, where they don't, they don't have like reversion sessions where they go back and <laughs> and visit their previous lives with Shirley MacLaine. But- no, 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 no.
2: But you know, all that is, ver- is is pretty talked against. In fact, one of the ways that Logan Five differs between the book and the movie, mm. and that in that the movie Logan Five goes to visit his child right. in the nursery, and that kind of thing was frowned upon. You were not supposed to do that. There were not supposed to be any kind of connections between parents and children. Are we sure it was his child? I had the. I had the feeling it was his child because he because made was- a point of going to visit that
1: particular one. And it was going to be Logan six.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It. I think it's one of the things where they begin to interject some differences between Logan in the book and Logan in the movie. Yeah. In the movie, Logan starts off being a little counterculture right off the get go. Mm-hmm. It's a little mm-hmm. easier, you know. Uh, he's he's picked by a computer to, that says you know go find Jessica Six and go find Sanctuary and then come yeah. back and tell us where it is. Mm-hmm. He's that's in, the instructions from the computer. And then in the process of of running, he begins to be he begins to be a runner. Yeah. Um. Even to the point where they take away four years of his life so that he has you know a, a flashing life indicator.
1: Yes. And th- this was. Uh, I feel like the scene where he's talking to what what i'm assuming is the thinker from the book right. the, the the computer i really like the voice that they had for it it's pretty kind of eerie you mm-hmm. know it's just that that's <laughs> kind of flat no affect female voice
0: eerie computer overlord
1: yeah um and it gives him the the orders right to find do you, do you, do you recognize this symbol you know do you know the word sanctuary and, and all these things um, have you have you seen this person i feel like that's easily the best scene in the movie and it's pretty early in the movie, <laughs> and so so it's one of those things where I'm like, the movie never really gets back to what that sets up. Uh, the The rest of the movie kind of goes downhill from there. I, I really like that scene, but okay. and 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 I like that the whole you know when he sees that the gem is flashing now, and he's like, "Well, will I get my four years back?" and gets no answer. and And that it's a good dramatic scene because it gives you absolutely uh, an acceptable pretext for like, why would this guy run? and now you're like, well, maybe he would yeah. because he just lost four years. He just got
0: shafted. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. the gun effects are were kind of cool. They're like a had a little butane device in them, but they were just notoriously buggy. Oh, and so they just they wouldn't work a lot. But they really, the, I did like the effects on them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought it was cooler than just garden variety ray gun.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a ray gun in the first place, so why would it right. be a ray gun in the movie?
1: Because, because it's, it's in the sci-fi future.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't don't get me wrong.
1: I like a good ray gun. The, the Buck Rogers <laughs> blasters were awesome. So, And certainly at that time, there was the technology for decent blaster effects because Star Wars. I
0: don't know. I think it would have been cool for them to have like a... Big-ass revolver or something, flipping through cartridges. Yeah,
1: a gun like in uh, Alien Nation. Totally. It only holds five <laughs> bullets because they're so big.
2: <laughs> but it shoots their
1: engine blocks. Right. right.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Should we talk about how
1: Jessica and Logan first meet? Oh, on the uh, teleportation Tinder? Teleportation <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That was- uh, That was interesting. <laughs> that, it was fascinating because, uh, you know, more or less, instead of, instead of Logan leaving the house to go to- a place to interact with a young lady. Yes. He steps to this oh, yeah. wall screen, all la Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, dials it in and it focuses on a person. It, it focuses on a dude, on a, on a guy. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm up for it. And, and then he's like, nope, wrong channel. No thanks. You know? um, and then Jessica comes through and, and we, we were talking about this with Emily, mm-hmm. you know, cause she's, she's like, wow, he's just grabbing her and just assuming that sex is going to happen. And I feel like that's what the intent of that, Whole system is right? right. It's a hookup. It's it is. I feel like that was the uh, intended service yeah. of the device. <laughs> it, but in Emily's defense, right? But, yeah. Consent isn't implied from that, right? But like, you shouldn't be surprised right. that the guy thinks that.
0: Well, that's like you know, not assuming implied consent at a brothel.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's a it's at one remove, right? Because it's in your house. Yeah, it, it was a little, it was a little strange. Well, and then. You know, to Logan's Logan's credit, you know she mm.
2: says no, right? And you know he tries to force her and press her, and she goes no, and then he stops. Yeah, and then yeah. then Francis shows up with two girls, mm-hmm. and they dial up the floating pink love bombs, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then who knows what happens? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah, that's a uh, the movie's a little strange. It is. I couldn't really uh, get over Basil though. <laughs> Basil? He's the actor who played Basil in the. Austin Powers. Oh right, Michael York. Yeah, <laughs> he,
1: he's he he uh, read the audiobook for Brave New World that I listened to. Did way you really? Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> Basil exposition. Yeah. Uh,
2: a, so, a lot of the book didn't make it into the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there were some pretty significant that's changes. A, that's an understatement
1: <laughs> that happened after that. I mean, they threw in box kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. sort of. So yeah. yeah, let's talk about the the whole carousel thing, right? Because it's it's trippy and weird, and I think they wanted it to be trippy and weird. Yeah. And but but I do feel like the the scene with Carousel and the idea of renewal is another little bit of ammunition that Logan then has about wait, right? Because the computer says there are a thousand people unaccounted for, and and yeah. Logan's like, what? But they were renewed. Wait, was no one ever renewed? You know, and finds out that indeed no no one was ever re- renewed. They these are escapees. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's interesting <laughs> what happened to them, uh, <laughs> which we can talk about in the box sequence. Yes, but uh, but yeah, so. Even though it's strange, I like it because it's it makes sense in the in the story that the film is telling. That this guy is beginning to question, and all these little bits of ammunition are are what convince him to run. Well, to run authentically, authentically. not just to
2: follow Jessica to right. sanctuary, yeah, but to say, yeah, we're really
1: going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the um wh- one of the scenes in the book that was interesting was the Cubs scene, um where yeah. you know it's like feral kids, yeah, who. Mm-hmm. You know, once they age out to a certain point, then they have to leave that or become victims.
0: Or get, yeah, as I say, get killed. Now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, it, whereas in this one, it's just, they're not very young. <laughs>
0: not really. No, it's more gang <laughs>
1: behavior than, yeah. you know, cubs. Right. But, but I liked the notion in the book of muscle, you know, where they, they would hop themselves up mm-hmm. on super steroid kind of things and oh, walk out. Right. Um, where in this, this one, it's strange when he goes up to him and he says muscle. But, like, what's it mean? He didn't... No, if you know
2: what... If you've read the book, I think it's a little easier slide into the movie. Yeah. Like, you know what the deep sleep operation is, and you mm-hmm. know what a Sandman is for, and you know how all mm-hmm. that works. Because if you're not putting yourself to sleep, then why do you have... Why were they called Sandmen? Right. It's just... It broke several things,
0: you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. So, then we, we lose the Mad Max section, which m- makes sense, I guess. The box part is weird. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. first of all, I'm, I'm like... We're still in like Maryland, right?
0: Yes. Why,
1: why, why is there so much ice? You know, it's, it's not like they popped up in- They escaped
0: south through the North Pole.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in the, in the
2: book, they ride an underground network from place to place to place yeah. to place to place. And, and they end up going to almost like a, like a prison. Yeah. Where, where it's in- uh, It's like a gulag. Yeah. It's like it's a yeah. gulag in, mm-hmm. in Siberia or maybe the, or the Arctic Circle. Yeah. And they say, you know, well, you get the first fight- and then whoever wins gets their clothes. and Right.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm a friend of Jameis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because like in the book they were going through, that sunken city too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why they ended up detouring north because there's only a way they could go. Yeah. And I think it was in the, well, I don't know if he said it was in the Arctic, but it sure seen that way. Yeah. It was super cold. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I'm just assuming that box really is short for ice box. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's cornered the market on refrigerator ice, coils ice sculpting, <laughs> yeah, yes. And um, the, okay, so let's talk about this. The movie was rated PG, and it had a substantial amount of nudity in it. Yeah, but they cut out the ice sculpture scene, which had oh yeah full frontal nudity in it. It did, and they actually filmed it. Wow! But they they cut it out in order to not get an R rating. Huh? So that's that's why in that sequence you have them. Take their clothes off yeah, and put on the, of... put on the furs. Right. And then like three minutes later they put their clothes back on and they're dry. But because there was an yeah, the, interval of there time. There wasn't much
0: them. of a transition there, so that makes sense given what I yeah. saw. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere It seems a, like there was just like something missing.
1: Yeah. So Michael, <laughs> our buddy Michael, um, mentioned that uh, he had an eight millimeter print of the film. Oh. And I'm no, I'm very kidding. curious if <laughs> it's the same. Movie or if it's if it's different. So Michael, you got to tell us about that. Post something on the Facebook page or on Twitter or something, and uh, let us know what what the difference was there. So there was another part when they were running out through the power station where their hair was wet. Yes,
2: but they hadn't gone through the scene where they (laughs) got in the water yet. Right. So we we realized there were some weird (laughs) shoots, reshoots, and sequences happening. So yeah. So the the other thing about the box scene is that uh, Box, who ends up being a, a human robot hybrid. Maybe I mean yes. it's, like it's a pretty box. clear what he is. More in the book. than a man, more than a man. Uh, in the movie, he shows a bunch of frozen runners. Right, right. And uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, Sci-Fi Wire, mm-hmm. has, has done a bunch of opinion pieces, and they think that this is a direct nod back to Soylent Green. Probably that you're not being fully recycled. You're being recycled into food that is then fed back to the populace to keep it.
1: Ah, that's how you renew. That's how you renew. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah, because, because essentially he's, he's like a robot who kept going at his task, even though the conditions changed. Well, I have to provide food for everybody. So <laughs> I'm right. going gonna, gonna to pull in the plankton and the krill and the protein from the sea, and then it stopped coming. But look, there's walking protein. Walking <laughs> <laughs> protein. It came and so I'm going to preserve that as well and do my cool little ice sculptures.
0: Yes. My seagulls. Yes. So so did Box, like, uh, inspire the uh, Robots miniseries?
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: ish. <laughs> That's hard to know. I can tell you that, uh, well, we'll get to the TV
2: series. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I figure we're almost there. Yeah, yeah we're almost there. Uh, well, we should talk about, I think, the end, where we meet the person who is potentially Ballard. Right. Right. Boom. Peter Ustinov. Peter Ustinov. So they end up escaping all the way to the Capitol in Washington, D.C. in the Library of Congress. Yes. And in it, it there's. In a- uh, sets reused from Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yep. Yep. Dang. So it, they come across an old guy, he, and he's got a whole bunch of cats, and he's reciting T.S. Eliot poetry. It's right. not mm-hmm. quite right, because he's <laughs> been on his own for so many years. Right. He had a mother and a father, and they settled there, and then they, his mother and father passed away, and they're talking to him about how he lives there and what about the cats, and they begin to realize that you can live beyond 30, and after defeating Francis, who I think is chasing him, they have to go back to the city to tell everyone else the truth. Right. Right. And then there's a great big... The city goes boom, and the computer dies.
1: Well, he gets called into the computer, right? And there's that, that long scene, <laughs> there is no sanctuary. <laughs> yes. Very strange. They're probing his brain, and they have his identity surrogates talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and the computer can't deal with that input, right? And and freaks out and blows up the city. Yep. And they all go out and see P- Peter Eustonoff. Evidently, he uh, improvised most of his lines. Really? Wow. You know, the stuff about the- Jellical cats and that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, if
2: he can recite T. S. Eliot off the top of his head, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I do think it's funny. I I, I liked that. Um, you know, once they're outside the dome, of course, they should just be absolutely getting destroyed by bugs. You, you got to think oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they should. But uh, I can't remember what it was came after him like a lizard or something. Like, tried to go up her skirt or oh, down her yes. sleeve or something. Okay. And and she she gets up and she's like, I hate outside! <laughs> Which I thought was a, a good moment of honesty there. Yeah. Uh But, man, the ending of the movie is really boring. <laughs> I, I got really bored during the, the scenes with Peter Euston. I'm like, okay, come on, skip, 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 skip. Yes, but, let's go, come um, on. I, I did think it was funny that then they go back to the city and Logan's idea of – Fixing things is to go up to a balcony and rave like a madman, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yeah, whatever, dude."
2: Well, he's twenty six. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. that's what twenty six year olds do, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but but you know his life clock is now white, so yeah. yes,
2: it has been reset. Yeah, okay. and then so the, the the ending is that they meet an old guy, and there is no sanctuary, and their culture and city is destroyed. Right, they're going to be eating each other
1: inside mm-hmm. a week. Of course, if they have um, if they have food tablets and those, you know as long as those don't run out. Yeah, yes. Right. Then then they're the okay. tablets. But, but yeah. <laughs> yep. No, they all got dysentery and died. <laughs> yeah, weird movie. Um pretty weird. I did I I do agree with uh with Steven pointing out the Jerry Goldsmith score, which I thought was pretty good. Yes. I don't remember that one. The the score, the music in the oh, movie. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh 21 to 6. Yep.
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Yep. Jerry Goldsmith <laughs> dominated that game. <laughs> Right.
2: So then they made a television series of this. They sure did. Like two months later or something? <laughs> they must have started almost right after the release. Yeah. Right. 1977. out so. <laughs> the, the following year. Um uh, Our library has two copies of this. I know. <laughs> which is amazing because we usually have to struggle and find, especially some of the more esoteric things, mm-hmm. but like the Logan's Run television series of all things they had. Um uh, William Nolan was brought in on this. He was asked to write the plot, the character of Rem, the android, oh, that name. he adds to that. That is right from him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found an interview with him, and, and this is the note. Uh, the character of Ram, the android, was mine. Also, the adventure in the city of domes was entirely mine. Much else was changed, and I was not happy with the final result. <laughs> when they asked me what I wanted to do on the series itself, I decided to walk. Because of the basic television framework, Logan has to solve the problems of a new community each week. I knew the series was doomed. Hmm. And sure enough, after the initial 14 series run, it ended. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You have seen this television series, whether you believe it or not. Um, (laughs) If you have seen the Planet of the Apes TV series. Yes. (laughs) Because what do they do? What is the whole premise of the Planet of the Apes TV series? The Planet of the Apes TV series, they are trying to find a way to get the humans off the planet before they are captured by the Apes, okay, so they are looking for sanctuary mm-hmm. if you have mm. seen the television series Land huh. of the Giants, where the crew of the spindrift gets you know on gets marooned on this planet, they're looking for parts to fix <laughs> their the ship, planet. the spindrift right. and so they can get away and same thing here, Logan and Jessica and Ram go from place to place to place <laughs> trying to find sanctuary. Ah. turns out there's human civilization everywhere right literally <laughs> right. everywhere. Yeah. Um, but none of them are sanctuary, and none and of them all are good enough, so they keep searching. Right. They don't want to stay in the place and be uh, served by the robots. Right. And that's not the nicest place that they find. There's oh, really? several nicer places. Huh. So what makes what makes those places not sanctuary? Like, they weren't called sanctuary.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, not that city they are living in, either, where they have to die. No. So why not just stay in one of those places? Uh, the
2: branding is important, too. What Jim?
0: makes sanctuary so good? Yeah, they're trying to find the place
2: where
1: all the runners went. Brand loyalty. Right, that, so that's <laughs> the funny thing, is that the- Logan and Jessica, even in um, in the movie and and especially then in the series, you know, they, here they've come from a place where there's just lies as far as you can see, right? Yep. A- about everything, everything is lies. Their their entire world is lies, except they they hold to the sanctuary idea so firmly, yeah? <laughs> even though, of course, I, you yeah. know, I wouldn't have been surprised if sanctuary was also a lie made up by the people in control to you know to kind of give an outlet, a direction for people to run. That they could then easily be captured. Um, what, what am I thinking of that this reminds me of? It, it, like the Matrix almost, right? Yeah. Where they know about Zion, right? And they repeatedly destroy it. Right. In, in iteration after iteration. And and it's just, this is, the systemic anomaly has to be figured out somehow and this is the way we do it in this cycle. And that's what this reminded me of in, in terms of why not invent sanctuary, right? If if sanctuary did not exist, it would be necessary to invent it. Yeah. Maybe. What's that called, yeah. Michi? It's a magical yeah. place. <laughs> magical place. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was in Tahiti. That would be hard to get to in one of the... Maybe in the hover car. Yes. The hover car was actually a fully functioning
2: car. Only during sunlight. With with special hydraulics <laughs> to raise it and lower it. Mm-hmm. It was reused multiple times over the next 15 or 20 years. And it's now as part. It's now on in somebody's collection as part
1: of a tour circuit. Oh, right. Nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Along with the... Uh,
1: whatever the thing was from Damnation Alley. Oh, yeah. The... Land Rover. Yeah. Landmaster. Landmaster, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. The um, In the series, of course, they introduced the fact that there are old men running the city. Yes. And controlling everything, which- Right. Story checks out. Right. And uh, <laughs> Who made I'm up not,
0: sanctuary, probably.
1: Y- yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'm not sure why that's superior to having a computer running everything, but yeah.
2: Uh, It gives you a long, long long-running antagonist because Francis, who ends up chasing them through most of the series, you know, he shows up every once in a while. Right. He's um, an agent of the Council, right? Hoping that he'll get to replace one of them, age out. That's right. So they've 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 co opted Francis as a Sandman to say you could become one of us if you bring them back and tell so that they can tell people there's no sanctuary. Yeah. Which might be necessary to perpetuate the myth. Right. Oh, they're they're only saying there's no sanctuary because they're getting renewed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Denying it makes it seem more real. Yes. It, it's a larger villain pool to draw from than just the one guy who's chasing you yes. the whole time. Oh, this is also like uh, The Fugitive.
1: Yes,
0: very much. Or The Hulk. Or The Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> yep. Or The A-Team.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the, uh, the the Shaolin monk travel movie. Oh, Kung Fu. Kung, Kung yeah. Fu. Yeah. That's yeah. from Japan, I think.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> while it's nice to have a monster of a weak story, because you know, the X-Files did that, uh-huh. uh, I like having the more sophisticated plots that we have nowadays. Yeah. More, more Babylon 5, Deep, deep Space Nine style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather Menzies, who plays Jessica Six, was in The Sound of Music. Right. Yeah. Stephen mentioned that in his email. Yeah. And there <laughs> ended up being some other actors and actresses from the movie that show up uh, in one-offs. Nicholas Hammond, who plays Rolf, is in there. <laughs> and uh, Angela Cartwright, who also played Penny in Lost in Space, shows yep. up. Yep. So it's a little mini reunion for, for The Sound of Music. Uh, let's see here.
1: I don't have anything else written down about the series. If you go Oh, on- Siri. Yes. <laughs> Siri. When, when when they get to the Land of the Stepford Robots. Um <laughs> Yes. The main female there it, they, who's kind of in charge is named Siri. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> and we, no, we didn't google it, right? No. Is Siri named after the No, Logan's Siri's run not double- named after that.
0: No. No, it's Siri's it's named after the uh, artificial intelligence program at Cambridge. Ah.
2: Which was named after Logan's run.
0: Yes, possibly.
2: <laughs> if it was named after Logan's Run, they'd have to license the the, the property. So it must be a completely in, you know innocent name. Siri, her sister Miri was in Star Trek, <laughs> right? The blah blah. That's a
1: blah 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 episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is? <laughs> is.
2: Yeah. So I ended up watching uh, nine of the episodes of the t- of the television series, so that you guys didn't have to. You you suffered through the pilot
1: with me. I ended up watching the related Star Trek episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Too, Too short a season. Yes. Is it, is it that one? Yeah. Yeah, the one with Charles from Mash. Yes, David Ogden Stiers. Yep. Yeah,
0: similar vein, except they bumped the age up to sixty. Yeah, but hey, and they go through the whole moral ambiguity of the whole thing oh, of euthanasia. Yeah,
1: yeah. All I wrote down at the end here was, Ugh. <laughs> I think I think I wrote that when when the first half of the pilot ended and it went to another one, which was obviously an entirely different episode.
0: That's Just, totally why I thought it was. I thought yeah. we ended. I'm like, oh. Yeah,
1: it's so going. (laughs) This is the problem that we we talked about, right? That if you're going to do this as a series, you need to take some time to introduce the world and introduce Logan because he doesn't have any kind of arc. He's just immediately on board with running in in 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. So in the progression of Logan, from where he wants to go out and destroy Sanctuary so that his life has meaning as a Sandman, Mm -hmm. to where his some of his time is taken away and then mm-hmm. he has to go chase Jessica and he converts this Logan he's running from the get-go right? yep he's arguing with his buddy Francis about whether thought things are true and whether renewal really happens and then yeah. he has a chance to escape and yeah within the first seven or ten minutes like mm-hmm. James said he's able yeah, he's
1: out
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there are no doubts at that at the point yeah yeah, yeah. yep yeah it's like a constant decrease in character development from book to movie to movie. Pretty series. much, yeah. I mean <laughs> – Exponential decay. <laughs> yeah.
1: You expect some sacrifices, right, In when you're – television – or, sorry, movie is a shorter medium than book. Right? The movie, it's,
0: maybe. The movie yeah. series, though, really? You've got the time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well,
1: and even, even on the scale of television, right <laughs> – we're watching the cat run, yeah. run around the... Just having I mean, time to watch the cat run around the steps of this
0: whole time. It, because
1: it's not like it was briskly paced, <laughs> no. the, the television show. Well, for 77,
2: I think it was actually pretty exciting. Mm. But uh, It's no Buck Rogers. No. No. Yeah, That's just because Aaron Rogers wasn't... Aaron... Uh,
0: it, was, it was sad Aaron Gray, that watching yes. the cat Gray. was more entertaining than, than the miniseries? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts? Final thoughts? Mm-hmm. James, do you have any final thoughts? No final thoughts from me. Nobody has any final thoughts. <laughs> uh, Kathy has final thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did we not talk about that? <laughs> the theme. S- uh, Seth will
1: cut in the theme. I think that was I the best apologize. part
0: of the series is the uh, the theme song. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, I swear. And Colin tried to ward it off of me. Ah, oh, Colin. <laughs>
2: At one point I was I was going to set up the DVD while we were waiting for you and just walk out of the room and let it play
1: on repeat because <laughs> it plays the theme song over and over yeah. well, and over. The again. weird thing is it's it's like a you know an orchestral theme kind of thing. And then to make it futury, yeah, <laughs> they have the pew 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 thing going, yeah. and it just sounds like there there are.
0: It's totally out of place. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, like like the soundboard was connected to two different rooms recording things, and on one of them it was just a kid screwing around, and the other one it was yeah. you know serious music going on. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's very strange. Okay, so we should we should rank them then. We
2: should rank them. Okay, and you're you're going first
0: in order of ex- exponential decay. Character exponential decay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> BMT.
2: Yes. Book movie television. Yeah. I yeah, gosh. I I'm conflicted. Yeah. Um the the sexual content in the book and the movie disturb me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I would not recommend this to people to read. I wouldn't hmm. recommend it to people to watch if you were gonna watch
1: it unedited. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially knowing that it's PG. Yeah, how could that get a PG
0: rating? So so listen to this episode and forget about the rest. <laughs> there
1: there was a lot of distance between PG and R in those days. I guess.
0: So. That That distance has yeah. closed in mm-hmm. our day, yeah. um, and yet and
2: yet the TV right. series has so little in it that it's hard to it 's hard to
1: justify right. i yeah. don't know Colin votes no award uh,
2: <laughs> Colin, no, I'll, I'll, Colin I'll, I'll agree with,
1: with james <laughs> okay. i I'm almost inclined to go movie first just because it's a little more memorable uh, you know I will go movie first because because I like the fact <laughs> that uh, I kind of disagree that there's less character development in. Movie, because I feel like there is a better pretext for him to become a runner in the movie than there was in the book. So, hmm. so I'll I'll go okay. movie book, and that's actually what uh, Stephen did as well. Movie book um, TV? Just, he feels like the movie is almost iconic at this point. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not like it's in the top five of science fiction movies that people talk about, but but it's more well known than the book certainly, and you know for okay. reasons. I mean, he, you know. he talked about you know a couple of years later, uh, people were dressing up as Logan at conventions, and uh, I, I mean he was attributing that to the uh, the series rather than the book um but you know it might have taken a so did they dress up years. like
0: logan from the series or from the book
1: what from was the, the difference the outfit was pretty similar so yeah <laughs> it's all you need is you know black tight pants right. and a, a black shirt with a gray stripe <laughs> and you're good yeah. <laughs> touche it, <laughs> yeah.
0: it,
2: it talked about in the the development of the tv series that to have enough uniforms they would have to sew
1: silver stripes onto
2: yeah. black outfits
0: yeah
1: yeah oh we didn't we didn't mention in the uh in the series, they were definitely reused sets, and there were definitely reused stuff from the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, yeah. but at some point, they were in they were in a set that was straight from Planet of the. Year. There were there was a set they were in where there were a bunch of steps and kind of a round amphitheater yeah. the, uh, like area, arena looking yeah. area. and it's yeah. it's the area where um, Taylor gets captured and says, "Take your stinking paws off of you, damn dirty ape. Wow. So, I, I didn't just, confirm it by googling it, but it it's an exact match.
0: I just so. realized something. Do we ever actually see their Rose, uh, flowers? No. In the series? There oh. were no life clocks we in the didn't. series. We did Alright. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. there was something off about that. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. I don't think I have yeah. a blessing. Well, for, first I want to yeah. say thank you to Stephen for, for all his kind words that he's he's been sending our way. Uh, Malk Foy, actually long time Listener finally commented on one of the posts as well, (laughs) perhaps because of the uh, the recent plea to you know go up there and start conversations. And on Facebook is another good place to do it as well. Um, But yeah, thank thank you so much, Stephen. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So that uh, ends the discussion. (laughs) I feel like uh, the blessing should be similar to the uh, the Christmas one, where instead of may all your Christmases be white, may your life clock always be white. (laughs) May the road rise up to meet you, and may your life clock never run out. Okay, we done it. We did it. Should we? We do it. We done did it. So, Kathy, you'll know after listening to this whether you want to actually listen to the podcast. Thanks, Kathy, for hosting us. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go on record?
0: (laughs) 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 That's funny. (laughs) <laughs>
1: nice. You're not the first wife that we've we've tricked into uh, commenting
2: <laughs> you have anything else to say about the series? You watched most of the episodes with me
0: It was kind of addictive in a really sad sort of way <laughs> <laughs> Like a train wreck? That's what she uh, said. There we go you, know, <laughs> you kind of want them to find Sanctuary at some point Just to have a happy
1: ending uh, Maybe the Sound and Music connection had something for me Maybe
0: You, you are a big Sound of Music I,
1: fan I do like that, um, you know the classic musical thing.